scientists, of course, spend a lot of time looking at all sorts of bizarre stuff, and often you might think that hundreds of thousands of pounds are spent on research in the blindingly obvious. But now it seems researchers at King's College in London are looking into something that's rather less that in your face. Uh, what they're looking at is the near-death experience, the bright light at the end of the tunnel, the out-of-body experience. And a man who has more than a passing interest in such things is the author Mark Pritchard. Good morning to you, Mark. Good morning. Uh, tempting to ask why, but since we all die at some point, perhaps is it fairly useful to know this kind of stuff? I think so. If we think of how long we're alive and how long we're dead, I think it's in our interest to find out what's, what's going to happen. There are plenty of stories about people who claim to have had these experiences. So does science reckon that it is genuine that people do have memories about it's, what it's actually like to have died and to be moving on, as it were? Well, scientists are split because uh, some say that they're just functions of the brain, that the brain is, is shutting down and, and all these experiences come from that. Whereas a growing number of scientists are saying, no, it, many of these experiences, or pretty much most of these experiences, take place when the brain is shut down, when there's no brain activity whatsoever. And uh, that it's showing that consciousness can exist outside of brain function. So what you're saying is the brain can actually have, have stopped working, but there can still exist a level of consciousness. That's right. Why would this occur then? Why might this happen? Well, it really comes down to what we are as people. And uh, if we can research properly the near-death experiences, we can, we can start to uncover that a bit. Um, for example, uh, the way that we think, the way that we dream, these are all uh, things which are pretty much unknown to science. You can't uh, classify them very easily. You can't measure a dream. You can't measure a thought. But there is a way of actually looking into it individually. You can look into your own dreams. You can see your own thoughts. And in the same way, we can learn about out-of-body experiences by having them. But can you sort of work out specifics? I mean, we've actually had uh, an email from a listener who's uh, emailed in to say, I want to know if I can tell which plane I'm in whilst I have an out-of-body experience. I mean, can you, you know, can you differentiate? Can you pick out specifics? It's very difficult to pick out the different planes when you're there. Uh, it tends to be a matter of experience, so you have to go to different planes to know what they are. So it is a bit difficult. You suggested that, uh, you know, out-of-body experiences are something that we should all have. I mean, yeah. can you just pick and choose? How do you say, oh, I think I'll have an out-of-body experience today. How, how do you do that? You have to learn to train your mind to concentrate. And then when you go to sleep, you, you concentrate on one thing, whatever it is, just one thing. And then what happens is that the process of sleep takes place. But instead of just going into a dream, you become aware of what's happening when you fall asleep. And what happens is that you lift out of your body. Mark, that's a deep sleep, isn't it? Not an out-of-body experience? No, no, that's an out-of-body experience. You're fully awake, fully aware, and you lift out of your body. We teach loads of people to do this on, on uh, courses. And this is just real intense concentration? Intense concentration as you fall asleep. How, what do you think this might be able to tell us about, you know, the, the human condition and what happens when the body ceases? I think it tells us a lot because uh, if we can leave our bodies, then, well, what does that mean? That means we're not this body and we, we live beyond it. 
So, so is, is that then proof of the existence of a human soul in your eyes? Yes, I think it is. I'm still not convinced I want to leave my body. Why, why do I want to do that? Well, you leave it every night when you go to sleep. It's just you're not aware of it. If someone has gone out of their body, they can come and visit you and they can see you dreaming. Right? Plus, you're going to have an out-of-body experience at one time, which is going to last permanently. So I, I think it's pretty interesting to look into this. Well, so are you suggesting, Mark, that if we get used to this sort of having out-of-body experiences, that last permanent out-of-body out experience might be something we can actually, uh, for want of a better word, appreciate when it happens? I think we'd be prepared for it. But more than that, we can, we can find out things about the other side which is uh, hugely significant. And when, um, by the other side, you mean what happens to us when we die? Yes, that's right. Yeah, and, I mean, it, what's your impression so far? I mean, I, you know, is it sort of the old one of thousands of souls floating about in some kind of airy limbo? Or? Uh, the, there's different processes which take place with death from what I've been able to discover out of my body. And uh, one of them leaves behind what we could say is a personality, uh, mental forms, because everything uh, condenses into something. Everything exists as matter in a way. So in, in that plane, thoughts exist as matter. And the personality then becomes the ghost which people see. Whereas the person then, they, they move on. It's like a split between the consciousness and that past. You obviously strongly believe in out-of-body experiences. I've spoken to um, Buddhists, and they say that you know it is all about preparing for death and feeling prepared, and that they spend a whole life working towards you know getting to that point where they feel they can have instant calm and they are prepared. Do you feel prepared? Yeah, pretty much. It's not so much though about being prepared for death, but but exploring life. You know, this is part of life. And, uh, and it gives us a lot of insights into how we are and, and how we can improve ourselves while we're alive. Right, Pritchard, it's pretty deep stuff, this, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> Does it keep you awake at night? <laughs> <laughs> Only when I'm trying to astral project. <laughs> Mark, thanks for joining us this morning. That's uh, Mark Pritchard, uh, the author of that. I mean, I, I think that's probably something we'll come back to uh, in, in later programmes because it really is uh, incredibly uh, deep stuff. Uh, I suspect we could probably talk for hours and hours about what happens next.